Okay, and we are back in the studio for another episode of Time Spot on the Beat. My name is Fabian Peter, and with us today we've got 2213's editor, Mr. Harish Dio. Welcome, Harish. Thank you for having me once again. <laughs> it has been a very long year, Harish. How has it been for you? <laughs> I wish it was it was slightly more memorable, but yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping everyone is saying that 2023A or 2024, however you you view wow. it, wow, <laughs> is not going to be pretty as well. But uh, let's just uh, you know hope, hope for the best. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Harish, let's just dive straight into sure. it. You know, this mm. show um, has been running for a while now, and yeah. uh, you know this is probably going to be one of the last uh, episodes for this year mm-hmm. um, before we move into the next and. And what we would like to do today is we would like to talk about sports in Malaysia, uh, especially you know with so many events that has happened throughout the year. Um, some good, some not so good, mm-hmm. and I guess we will be talking about it today. And um, for you uh, personally, as someone you know who has been very passionate about sports in Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, how do you think 2023 has been? Like you rightfully pointed out. Um, There were some ups. Um, there were definitely some lows as well. Yep. Uh, there were some highs and lows, but um, uh, overall, um, I think um, we remain stagnant. Hmm. Um, there's not much progress in every sense. Yeah, um, I'm not just looking at just results per se, hmm. but also in the form of like policies, for example, um, grassroots development in moving forward. So. I don't want to start this show on a very negative tone, yeah. but uh, to me, everything is pretty much stagnant at the moment. Yeah, it's it's it's. I guess it's a bit. Um, it's always been the case, right? It's. Uh, I mean, I guess that's sports. Uh, it's always about making progress. Look, in if you have a kid, he or she comes back and tells you that you know I've got a B today. You would be expecting the kid to achieve an A. That's progress. Yeah. Uh, if he or she comes back with a B or a C. Then that's something definitely um, wrong, and that needs to be uh, addressed. Addressed, correct? Yeah, whether yep. the child understands uh, the language, or whether the child understands the subject, or whether the child, you know, is having difficulty. So you take measures. You you take corrective measures to mm-hmm. ensure that there's progress. Yeah. Now, in the context of Malaysian sports, um, that's pretty much been the same thing. In fact, we've been getting a whole lot of C's and D's, mm. but um, we've been so accustomed with these C's and D's that we celebrate them as though they are like an A plus. Mm. If you get what I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah. <laughs> it's coming to that, and and it's a very dangerous culture. Yes. Um, even fueled by uh, certain decision makers who clearly um, do not. Understand sports, hmm. and they tend to make such a mediocre results into something really big, hmm. Hmm. to justify yep. uh, basically their existence and also their 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 time in office. So that that's scary to be honest. Yeah, yep. I mean, no one is calling a spade a spade anymore. Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So talking about policies, talking about people who make these policies, mm. uh, I guess one important uh, point that we need to talk about is Hannah uh, Yo. You know, mm. um, 2023 is uh, the year where she officially took office as a sports minister. Um, I mean, of course, yeah, it was towards the end of 2022. But you know, let's mm-hmm. look at it uh, as a whole uh, for this year. Um, She's made a couple of decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, introduced the Road to Goal program, for example. Um, you also have like a safe sports code. Mm-hmm. 
which is now supposed to go even to the grassroots. So, how would you rate her one year, for example? Um, once again, like most of her cabinet ministers, I think um, there are some highs. Mm. There, there are some good good decisions made, and um, uh, there are some lows as well. Um, I, I think, uh, generally speaking, before I just zero in on yep. uh, uh, the minister it's herself, um, I think. When Pakatan Harapan won the elections, mm-hmm. um, there was just too much of hype and hope placed, and that hype and hope created a whole lot of expectation towards uh, this current uh, so-called unity government. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what we've seen over the past one year is pretty much the same as 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 any other government or ministers that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. However, noting that there is this form of expectations. Uh, by the voters or by the people, so there seems to be this tendency of wanting to achieve a whole lot within a short duration of time. Okay. Hmm. Meaning, um, let's just tick the boxes yep. to show that we've done 101 things hmm. within such a short time hmm. Hmm. for breaking rights. Now, how effective are those things? Let's let now let's not downplay any particular individual. And I'll go back to since we're going to be very specific to uh, the youth and sports yep. minister. Let's go back to the youth and sports minister. Um, goods, the good stuff. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the tax incentives. Mm, yep. Although there was some form of confusion, if it's you know together with the um, current existing lifestyle tax reliefs that is currently enjoyed. Yep. Uh, nevertheless, there is a very specific uh, tax relief now for sports, mm-hmm. and more importantly, it's for parents who actually send their kids for formalized training. Okay, so that's that's an A plus. Yeah, the other A plus would be some form of continuity. Mm-hmm. Continuity in the safe sports code. Okay, it was done before uh, by the previous uh, minister, mm-hmm. and she followed through. So good for that, and uh, that's also the continuity with regards to. Um, a whole lot of uh, other other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned earlier another one was oh, safe sports, the swimming classes for yep. B40 years old. That's great. The other one continuity would be the rakanmuda, hmm. something that was started a whole uh, I mean, a long time long ago. Long time yep. ago, yep. and that's continuity. If you ask me, but having said that, you've done that. Okay, let's say let's go into rakanmuda. You've done rakanmuda. So what's the latest stats? Hmm. How many people have signed up? Hmm. How big is it? If you go on the street right now, if you tell people about Rakan Muda, are they actually actively involved in it? Mm. So was it just mere pomp and fair to re, you know, re-energize or re reintroduce something that has been there? Yep, that's been lying dormant for a long time. Ever, it was not like Rakan Muda died off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it was always there. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how different different is it now compared to let's to, say, for example, yeah. mm. uh, two three years ago? Yep, yep. I think another thing is probably the uh, KWSP. Thank uh, you for pointing right? that out. I think that's good. Although I must admit, and I must put it out there, that uh, the likes of the Badminton Association of Malaysia, they have already yes um, embark on this. Nevertheless, uh, it's a good way, and it's a good problem for the National Sports Council as well. Mm. Simply because naturally, when you have EPF deductions, yeah, EPF, yep. um, that would mean more expenditure. Hmm. Yeah. And when you have more expenditure, that would mean sacrificing certain things when it comes to sport development yeah. by the National Sports Council. But that's a good problem, if you yeah. ask me. Um, it's something for the decision makers to keep in mind when they do the annual budgeting. Mm. Yeah. So these are some of like yeah, but um, the highs, the, right? the, those yeah. are the highs and the lows. I I still cannot understand this whole big screen fixation. I I still don't get it because mm. that is actually the role of the. It's very football centric, mm-hmm. and if it's football, if it's versus the clubs, yep. 
it's supposed to be an initiative by the club as part of his fan engagement. Yeah. Hmm. So right now we have a ministry doing what the club is supposed to do. Hmm. And then you wonder why clubs in the country are not flourishing. Yeah. Are not generating income. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the expenditure on that. Hmm. Number two, I think um, transparency is key. Yeah. And I don't see it in this, uh, at least over the past year. There was a trip to Japan mm-hmm. to so-called learn from the Japanese yep. about Oh, you know, not setting targets, hmm. among others. But how much was spent on it hmm. until today? No one has. I mean, you, you've. I, I've been yep. asking about yep. this. No one has. Um, number two, with regards to um, you know making public the 2017 uh, Sea Games yeah. accounts. Yeah. Uh, we are supposed to be the host for a C, upcoming Sea Games. Yes, in 2027. Yeah. Correct. But if you're not going to learn from what happened in 2017, how are we going to host? Yeah. The the problem is that we did the same thing when we hosted the Commonwealth Games. Mm. The accounts was there was so much of drama with regards to the accounts. I'm not going to bore yeah. you with with, with that uh, history lesson. But uh, yeah, I mean, if any of the viewers would be, were to be interested, they should just revisit what happened. You know, it became a court case. You know, but more importantly, when you Unearth or when you reveal or when you make public such important documents, yep. it serves as a learning curve. Yeah. As in, what are we supposed to invest? What are we supposed to look at? Yeah. Uh, where the expenditure mostly spent on? Yeah. You know how can we, you know, cut costs? For Correct. example, if we Correct. need to. Correct. Correct. So, you know. Th- yeah, I mean, if, there, if there's no fault, yeah. then I don't see why it shouldn't be Correct. made. Correct. Now we public, also right? have the podium program, which is ongoing, yeah. and then um, uh, this ministry has started something called the Road to Gold, which um, has been repeatedly, um, what do you call, emphasized that it's a top-up service. Service. Yep. So if it's a merely a top-up service. The podium program remains the core program. Yes, that's how I see yep. it. Given the fact that we have a core program, there was a committee set up to look at the core program. It was mm-hmm. called the Podium Program Enhancement Committee. Okay. Yeah, and it was uh, actually um, you know it had the likes of uh, Olympians, uh, seasoned administrators, mm-hmm. and and you know the experts within the scene. Now. In the name of accountability and transparency, where's the report? Why has not mm. the report not been public despite it being given to the minister at that time, Datuk Sri Rizal Marikan? Mm-hmm. So where I'm getting at is um, there's a whole lot of talk. Yeah. But personally, I'm not seeing it like literally. Mm. It's it's just you know pretty stuff being said, especially on social media. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much my one year assessment. Yeah. I guess it it. it Like if see like you just mentioned that you know you set up this uh, this committee but you don't see um, the report that came out of it but next thing you know we have the road to goal program so there must be some form of the justification right like yeah you you see yeah. when you have something and then you realize that okay you need a new program um, or a top up service yep. for the matter of fact to complement this particular program so. There must be a justification and an in-depth study as to what or how or why this program, you know, needs such a top-up service. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. what is happening right now? And I've I've noticed this not just within sports but across the board. Yeah. The press or decision makers seem to think that the press are mere parrots, whereby we are supposed to just go for press conferences. We are just supposed to believe whatever they say, just to listen to whatever they say. Just write it down, and that's news of the day, mm, mm. and that will just satisfy and pacify everyone. Yeah, yeah. But sadly, that's not what the press yeah. is yeah. all about. Yeah. You know, yeah. the questions need to be asked because Correct. if we are not asking the questions, 
our readers, our viewers, our listeners. Everybody would, would want to know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you have like the prime minister yeah. announcing, uh, you know, a certain budget that's going to be allocated yeah. for sports, mm-hmm. and then you introduce a program, mm-hmm. even if it's going to be a mere top-up mm-hmm. program, people will want to know yeah. where is the money going, Correct. right? And I think. Let's just talk about Road to Gold, for example. As a journalist myself, I got a bit confused. Like, you know, when you first introduced the program, you said that this is going to be a program, uh, a top-up service program for athletes who are expected or who have the chance to go to the next Olympics and win gold, mm. right? I mean, specific. It's not even silver or bronze. It's mm. gold. We are chasing after that elusive Olympic gold. But, you know, over time, you change things. Right, and then suddenly the next thing you know, it's about uh, it's a program now for athletes who can qualify for the Olympics. So it boils down to wanting to do a whole lot of things within a short period of time mm. without putting much thought into okay, what are the possible wins? Yeah, um, you can't win the war overnight, mm. but you can win battles. Yeah, and I think it's very important to understand which battles are worth fighting for mm. and which are not yeah. simply because certain people have got a time limit yeah. on what they can do yeah. uh, for ministers it's five years mm. but history not too long ago yeah. has proven that even you know you don't even have to serve five years <laughs> yeah. you, know, some people you don't even, even have that luxury right? yeah, luxury <laughs> of five years Yeah. so this is where the civil servants play a very important role in ensuring that there is continuity yes yeah um, to ensure that the programs whatever yeah. it is whatever yeah. it's called um, is not jeopardized is not disrupted yeah. severely because at the end of the day who will be impacted the correct. athletes correct I think I think we 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 need to I I I I've, I've kept saying this and I'll say this again. Yes, I think yes. people need to know their rules. Yeah. People really need to know yeah. their rules. People need to understand why they are there yeah. occupying that particular seat. Yeah. And they need to also appreciate and understand the rules of others around them. Yeah. Hmm. And not behave like they know it all. Yeah. And I think I'm going to just also mention something that yeah. you've been Talking about so many times, not just on this show, but on every other show in your writing, for example, uh-huh. you know, it's not your first time here in the studio as well. But this fixation on that gold medal, yeah. right? You know, it's still it has somehow be- become like this Malaysian sports culture, like you know, that goal, that goal. So look, I mean, we would love. To get athletes winning Not one But yeah, many gold yeah, medals yeah, yeah? yeah But yeah. Uh, my, my question is Okay You win a gold medal And then Yeah You know I rather have Consistency And continuity Yeah And it starts from The grassroots hmm. Hmm. When you have A really solid base Yeah You would definitely Get the gold medals Regardless of what Yeah What What What, yep. uh, what you call Multi-sport hmm. event hmm. The problem is right now Is we are too Top centric Top heavy Yeah Every conversation Whenever we talk about sports It's always about The elite athletes What about the man on the street Who hmm. could Very well be An amateur runner For example Yeah Yeah. Why aren't we having Conversations about that Yeah, yeah. What about the young girl Who's wanting to play football Hmm You know who idolizes the likes of you know uh, Messi, for example, yes, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I mean, uh, my little one participated in a league. Yeah, short league um, over the past month and a half. It's so enlightening to see so many young girls playing up against um, the boys. Mm. And I tell you this for a fact, Fabian. Yeah, these girls are good. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes, they are a year or two older yeah. uh, than than the boys. Yeah. 
but body contact the way they were the aggressiveness yes. the yeah. the the spirit the commitment to the yeah. game they put the boys to shame yeah yeah i've i've seen some of these girls play when i go back to penang uh-huh. uh you know there's this um, state owned field mm-hmm. is across my house yeah. and i see this mm-hmm. group of people coming and training this these girls mm. and i see them and i'm like whoa these girls are good they're good correct they're good you know they've got the basics down proper ball control so the question is good one to touch football you know what are we doing yeah. to assist this yes. uh, yeah. ecosystem yeah Yeah. Schools don't have uh, football uh, teams for girls. Most schools don't have yes. that. Yes, yeah. yeah. And not just football. I think it's across the board. Yeah. Any sport for that matter, yeah. right? Even in athletics. Mm. Like I know growing up, my dad used to say, we used to have all these yeah. clubs, yeah. you know, and this is where all the the good athletes come from. I right? mean, enforcement you know? agencies used yeah. to have, prisons department used yeah. to have a very good uh, football team. Yeah. The same when with uh, the police and so forth and Correct. so on, you know? Correct, yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't see that anymore. Hmm. So moving on, mm. uh, Harish. I mean, I think we spoke at length about uh, yeah. RTG and the minister. I mean, of course, everyone is tied up uh, in this ecosystem. Mm. Let's look at some of the events that took place this year. We'll start off with the Sea Games in mm. May. Mm-hmm. Once again, you know, back to that target, mm-hmm. gold medal target. We went in with a forty gold medal target. Came back with 34 mm-hmm. um, And then the minister said It was due to like You know Political instability And stuff uh, like that, that. So, that was, uh... <laughs> Yeah yeah. So let's let's go On the SEA Games first And then we'll move along um, What do you think about it? I mean we failed First yeah. off um, The excuse of political instability Is just uh, <laughs> It's not even an excuse To be To begin with yep. uh, Poorly thought uh, uh, You know Excuse mm. That's all I can say mm. Um, yeah, it, it was a failure. Um, yes, targets are important because you need to have targets. I mean, um, you know, uh, minister and even everyone else. If you have kids, uh, you, you set targets for your kids, and if yeah. they come back, they don't meet the target. Uh, they failed. Is yes. it simple as that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can't sugarcoat failures. Yeah. I think enough of sugarcoating failures. Mm. Yeah? yeah. Because if we don't address the fact that we failed. Yep. Hey, athletes are humans. Yes. Yep. All of us are humans, and the thing that we fail to realize is that these athletes are not doing this as a part-time gig. Yeah, it's not a hobby. It's not yep. like you know, in the eighties and seventies where people had a daytime job and they did this yes. uh, on the sides. Yeah, these are athletes, are professionals like you and I, like everyone else. Yeah, they're paid to do this. Mm. So yeah, of course there'll be expectations. Yes, granted, they're humans. Yeah, um, there will be you know f- many factors. Suddenly they fall ill. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. There's. There's. Uh, what do you call external factors like weather and so forth and so on. Yeah. Understand. Yes. Yeah. Based on that, um, then it's fine. But uh, that's that's where sports science comes in, and mm-hmm. that's where we um, anticipate, we analyze, we look at temperaments, we look at weather, we look at conditioning. Yeah. Uh, peak and off peak. Yes. 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 So yep. everything is calculated yep. these days. Yeah. True. So. There's there's no no point of uh, finding excuses. Hmm. It's either we won hmm. or we lost. Yeah, yeah. So just 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 on the Sea Games topic. Now we fail. Full stop. That so yeah we fail. Yeah we fail. Um, moving on and moving on <laughs> to next year's Sea Games. Yeah. I mean sorry not next year 2025. Yeah 25. And then 2027 uh, the one that we're going to host and uh, recently are we hosting? Uh, in 2027. Yeah we've been given the rights to host, host. but is Malaysia hosting? Because we've not heard any conversations <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> 
<laughs> But uh-huh. just recently um, OCM uh-huh. uh, In their executive board meeting Announced that They have made amendments To the mm-hmm. Sea Games Charter Yeah Bringing down Yeah Traditional and um, What's the name for that sports I mean traditional sports Yeah Which is usually chosen by the host country um, They've brought it down to four sports Yeah no, that's good Yeah um, That that's good simply because look um, the evolution of sports will always happen. Yes. Uh, at one time people rubbish futsal and today futsal is main, mainstream. Yeah. Correct. Mm. Um, uh, you know badminton now has got air badminton for yes. example. Uh, we've got the combination of football and ping pong uh, table tennis which is called tag ball. ball. Yeah. You know we've got we've got a whole lot of sports now. Uh, the question is um, where is the priority and what are we looking at? Um, I believe we have. Sufficient multi-sport games to cater for every sport. Yep. So while the sea games can concentrate on the more formal, uh, what do you call Olympic, uh, uh, Olympic-related core sports, yeah. core sports um, you know we've got like the World Beach Games, for example, Asian yes. Beach Games. We've got the indoor games. We've got the yep. so forth and so on. So all this can then. Um, you know, be you can then include the other sports into this these games, yep. so that you know, no no one will feel that they are being left out, yes. so to speak. Yep. There are sports that you know will remain core forever. Mm. Athletics, for example, yes. football, yep. badminton. Yeah, correct. Uh, but there are sports that are going to come and go. Yes, like uh, your skateboarding yep. and and stuff like that. It's today. It's all about TV and uh, yeah. you know viewership yeah. and so forth and so on. But uh, esports. Yeah, you know? esports. Yeah. Look at esports. Yeah. Um, the International Olympic Committee right now. They are after so much of no, no, no. Yeah, uh, they seem to be you know going towards the fact that yes, perhaps we could have esports in the Olympics mm. one day. So. Mm. That evolution of sports, but coming back to the decision made, I feel it's a good decision so that it's streamlined, it's focused. Yes. And uh, the other sports too. Let's say, for example, you suddenly have fin swimming hmm. in this edition. Yeah. And then the following edition, there's no fin swimming. Yes. So that's an injustice to the athletes. Correct. They can't be participating in one sea games and then not be expected to participate in anything after Correct. that. Correct. Correct. But Correct. if they know that there is a, like, say, an indoor aquatics. Uh, Championship at the regional level, and they have been swimming there. Yeah. Yes, and it's um uh what do you call uh, uh once a year or at least uh you know once every two years. Yeah, yeah. That's more consistent. So that's more consistent, yeah. and that's easier to prepare. Yes. Yeah. So I I think that's that's a better uh, option. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. Okay. So now moving on from. Sea Games to Asian Games, yeah. from setting targets mm-hmm. to not setting targets, mm. right? Uh, the Asian Games, there was no gold medal target. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, instead, the National Sports Council, together with the CDM, said that you know, instead of setting a gold medal target, it would be so much better to not have a target because it reduces the pressure on the athlete. What do you think about it? And do you think we did all right at the Asian Games? Look, um, I think the the topic about Asian Games have been widely discussed uh, about, but I, I want to go back into the fact that the setting of targets. Uh, internally, they have targets. Hmm. Okay, uh, They will not make it public simply because they use the athletes as an excuse. Fine. We don't have to mention which sport. Yeah. But we can always reveal that there is a target set. True. Why? Because number one, um, it's not your money. It's taxpayers' money. True. So yeah, we would like to know. Yeah. Uh, we're spending X amount of this money and True. how is it going to be benefiting us? Yeah. Look, I'm going to be very crude here, yeah? Uh, my neighbor tells me that look, so much of money is being spent in sports, and I don't give a damn about sports. Mm, mm. <laughs> I'm a taxpayer. Mm. I pay my taxes diligently mm. every year. Mm. So how do you answer that? Mm. 
So we cannot be living in a cocoon thinking that just because we are in it, everyone loves it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we are there, and everyone loves mm. us. No, mm. it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So everything needs to be justified. So go back. Going back to target. Yes. Um. If a target has been set, yeah. Reveal this yeah. A target set. Where it's coming from? It'll come from certain spots. We've identified certain spots. Yeah. Putting pressure on athletes. Look, athletes thrive on pressure. Mm. Yeah. If you don't have pressure, then I then then we are not creating athletes. Yeah. I do not, yeah. I do not know what we are creating. Correct. Correct. Yes. And I'm not saying this as uh, just an observer or so-called uh, journalist or yep. whatever. I've been in a thick of things as well. Yep, yep. Without pressure, to be very honest, I wouldn't be uh, where I am today. It's pressure that yep. gives you the True. adrenaline rush. True. It's the pressure that pushes you to 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 you know boundaries that you've yes. never expected. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you thrive on pressure. Yep. So yep. yeah. It's interesting because you know I uh, I'm coming here after uh, having a press conference with uh, Rexy Mainaki, coaching director for mm-hmm. the Mountain Association mm-hmm. of Malaysia, being a former world champion, being an Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. He said something very very interesting. He said I don't understand um, this culture. He said you know you guys have interviewed so many players in the past, uh, especially badminton players, and he said I don't understand why these players are always saying things like you know my target is to break into the top 32. My target is to break into the top 20. He's like, why? Why do you limit yourself at 32, 20? Where are you going to go? Then he said, you know, back when I was playing, my goal was to be world number one, was to be world champion. And I had to go up against Pat Jubong and Kim Munsu at the... And you know, because you're pushing yourself. So he said this... He, he, he said the same thing that you said. You got to call a spade a spade and stop Fabian, calling. Uh, you know? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. you know, whatever you've just said, it reminds me of what Piers Morgan said. Not too long ago, whereby he said that you know today, even when a person comes out twenty fifth or thirtieth in a race, we are giving that person medals, and we're going like, "Yay, well done!" Yeah. W- what are we trying to show here? What are we trying to achieve? Yeah. That participating itself deserves a medal. Fine, participation is good. Yeah. But it's not a reward, you know. So going back to what Rexy said, I I would agree with him 100% simply because why are we limiting ourselves? And yeah. then we ask ourselves, oh, the Indonesians can do it, the Japanese can do it, the yeah. Thais can do yeah. it. Uh, are you trying to say that Malaysians are not as as good as them? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think Correct. so. We are equally good. The problem is that we are so accustomed to rewarding mediocrity back to what yeah. I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. We've been so accustomed to the fact that coming out third place, coming out fifth place, not being consistent in yes. football at the SEA Games, it's okay for the National Association to get 10 million from <laughs> the Prime Minister. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, so what we are doing is we are rewarding failures, but we are camouflaging it with in thanks no thanks actually. <laughs> thanks in sarcasm, but no thanks to individuals who think that it's okay to bask in yeah. such Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. I just hate. It's this. just promoting, I guess, toxic positivity. It is. You know. And, it is. And 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 and, and to said their, something to their advantage because they want to be seen as you know the pretty person who goes like oh you know we've done this you know it's okay yeah. it's all right yeah but I've not seen a single leader who goes up on stage and go like we failed mm. we did. I think you know no matter what uh, anyone said uh, anyone says about Michelle Chai. The ABM CEO. I think it was such an honourable thing for her to just step up and actually say that I quit. Hmm. How many people actually do that? Yeah. Yes, fine. She's still within the system. Um, I don't know what happened after that. Perhaps they have communication, and I think she shouldn't have be outcasted as well, simply because she is a good sports administrator, hmm. Hmm. without doubt. Yeah. But 
the fact that she went out in public to do it yeah. how many people out there would have yeah. the how, yeah. courage to do Correct. that true and and adding on to what he said yeah Rexy also said like you know I mean being coaching director mm. I mean the onus falls on him and he said something along the lines where this toxic positivity like um where is it going to lead us you know he said as a coach my responsibility is to produce the best mm. and to produce the best i need to care for these athletes mm. so if i'm just going to be saying nice things mm. am i actually doing them good mm. or am i actually slowly mm-hmm. killing their career yeah, which is very true simply because we give them this false impression that everything's okay everything is okay and it's okay to be targeting top 32 hmm. or it's okay to be targeting top 20 hmm. when in fact you know for a fact that this particular individual or this group of individuals can actually go up yes. to being the best in the world yep. if not at least among the top 3 best in the world yep, yep. that's what we're trying to say i say do not underestimate our athletes do mm. not undermine our athletes yep. push them because yep. they are world class that's yep. all i'm saying yeah Yep. I am all for our athletes because I've seen I mean the DNA of these athletes from you know, 10 years ago 20 years ago it's pretty much yep. the same the difference is that then they were pushed yep. today we are so worried about what people are going to say on social media yes yep 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 exactly that seems to be the the concern now what happens on social media but not in reality hmm. it's yeah. all about jaga image yep yep yeah and if you were to be an athlete you would know this for a fact what is your priority to win medals or to be a pretty face on uh, billboards yeah yeah because if you actually achieve results the endorsements and the advertisements will naturally come yeah yeah and and i i for me lah being a yeah. manchester united fan mm-hmm. i think one good example would be harry maguire mm. you know i mean the backlash and mm. the criticism he got throughout the season just yep. sitting there on the bench yeah and look at him now mm. you know somebody who never gave up yeah came back and he's probably united's best player towards the end of the season irony of it correct <laughs> right you know so um moving on harish <laughs> moving on let's talk a bit about football um i think uh main focus of the malaysian national team would be on the uh, olympic and asia cup qualifiers mm-hmm. um and then of course the pitch issue mm. so you know that first came about uh, during the merdeka tournament mm. And then after that, they made some adjustments here and there, and then mm. the pitch was slightly okay. And then Coldplay came. <laughs> you know, when it comes to pitches <laughs> and me, um, that pitch issue for me started ever since Bukit Jalil opened its doors. <laughs> okay, I remember the conversations about having Bermuda, you know, uh, cow grass, and that you know, some sophisticated, uh, some seashore, something of that sort, and God knows. Yeah, yeah, he's gone through a lot. The set pitch has gone through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember shadowing, I, I wrote about this, so I remember shadowing at one point, it was 2005 or 2006, something like that, shadowing um, Rizal Hashim at that time, yeah. former colleague. Yeah, we were discussing about, you know, what what particular turf would be suitable. And, um, you know, there was a Japanese expert who came to Bukit Jalil to look at the field. Uh, and, and yet, it's 2023 and we are still talking about the same thing. But uh, the, The difference is that uh, we don't go out in public to say that we are experts lah despite you know occupying only three months uh, four months in office but anyway uh, too many experts around <laughs> the, the pitch uh, look if it's truly about the sunlight then do something about the roof mm. 
It's as simple as that. Yep. If it's truly about drainage, then do something about the drainage. If it's truly about the length of each blade, now was it cut at four inches or was mm. it cut at two inches? Mm. Yeah. So you know, if all this is actually, it's not as easy as okay, I'm planting and and you know, I hope it'll grow. What is the proper uh, period? Yeah. 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 And the advancement of technology. Look, um, Wembley Stadium, for example. I I just shared um, an article, I think last week or the week before. Uh, on X, um, stating that Wembley now has the the technology has advanced tremendously yep. that they they can switch from concert to match day within five days. Hmm. So if they can do it there with their harsh weather, yeah, weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why can't we do it here? Yeah, once again, it's not just oh they can do it there. You know, we are that the inferiority doesn't work. Yeah, it's just yeah. that we need to speak to the right people. people what exactly yeah. is wrong with the with the whole layout of the stadium? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's something they need to look into. Yeah, and still Fixed staying it. in 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 Bukit Jalil. We're still going to be staying in Bukit Jalil, but we're moving to another stadium. <laughs> uh, we'll move to the hockey stadium, and uh, you know we recently hosted the uh, Junior, Junior World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, and I was so surprised because hey, it's the Junior World Cup, lah. Yeah. You know why wasn't there much? You know we wrote about it in twenty two thirteen. Uh, we wrote about the fact that our um, executive editor Greg Nunes wrote about the fact that um, there was not much hype. This was based on his personal observation, yeah. being at the stand, and also going out, speaking to vendors, speaking to yes. the visitors, yes. spoke to a whole lot of people, and they themselves were shocked to yeah. learn that there was a Junior World Cup happening. Yeah. Next door, hmm. the article uh, did not come down. I was informed uh, some quarters were not too happy with the article, simply because once again living in a bubble, thinking that whatever they do yep. is all correct and yep. it's all hunky dory. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is this: you've got a junior World Cup going yep. on. Um, what hype was done to at least engage with those who were there at the stadium? Correct. For the Malaysia Madani event. Yeah. Who were there for the uh, football tournament? Yeah. You know what the vendors, the food truck yep. vendors who were there. What efforts were done to actually engage and tell them that hey, look, this is happening. Correct. You know, yeah. why don't you draw your crowd here yeah. as well? Yeah. You know, and, and this it's goes back free, yeah. There, it's you see, free. You see, you see. So, so there I'm was like, no entry fees. Yeah. You know? you know, so why wasn't there engagement? But let's mm. say local communities don't even Correct. have to go far. Correct. Local communities, school, your school kids. They had, they had some school so, kids like, there, but. You, It was just limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, it just go, boils down to engagement. So the world is so big right now that we cannot believe that oh, just because we are doing something and people will just come to us. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. We yeah. have to reach out. Correct, correct. So yeah, I mean, because it's sad. I mean, this is not the first time mm-hmm. that Malaysia has hosted a hockey tournament. Yeah. No, every year mm-hmm. we've got the Sultan Azlan Shah Cup. We've got Sultan the Johor Cup, Cup. Yeah. yeah, and you see crowd there. So yeah. how come? I feel you, you it know? was a wasted opportunity simply because the organizers could have learned from um, BAM once again. The Malaysia, Malaysia Open. Open. Yeah, look, look at how their partnership with Petronas Correct. saw the whole venue turn into like this. Yeah, really hip and happening Correct. joint. Correct, and so throughout the whole week. Correct, yeah. and uh, secondly, even if you're not a badminton fan. You'd be attracted to go yes. because of you know the promotion online, offline, correct the engagement. Correct. So once again, lesson to be learned that is why it's very important for events like this to have postmortems and these postmortems be made public so yes. that people will not repeat the same mistakes correct. again. Correct. It's all about learning. It's not about 
putting down or or blaming yeah, yeah, anyone. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not could a blame game. Yeah, yeah, it could have been done better yeah. without doubt. But let's move on. What or how we could have done it better? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I guess that nicely uh, draws everything to a close here yeah. uh, today. I mean, of course, we can go on and on and on yeah. and talk about it because then I will go back to 1997 and talk about how the <laughs> Coca-Cola uh, FIFA World Cup yeah. was held. And yeah. I remember paying five ringgit to go and watch the matches and it was packed. Yep. You, you know, and that was how I knew there was this guy called Michael Owen or David Trezeguet and all these guys, right? But um, once again, always a pleasure to have you in Likewise, the studio, Harish. Um, happy to be so, here. you know, wishing everyone a, a Merry Christmas and also Happy New Year. And we hope that we would pick up once the New Year starts. Uh, hopefully as well. Yeah. Yep. So, once again, thank you very much, Harish. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to <laughs> yeah. you too. So, to listen to more episodes of Time Spot on the Beat, you can head to Audio Plus, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify.